Hey, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to Origin Gates' daily podcast called Wisdom's Echo. My name is Parker Thomaston, and I'm so delighted to share this insight of the day. I want to ask you a question. Have you ever considered what it is like to completely break a barrier? Not just to do something that challenges what has always been, but to do something that completely redefines how it's done. I was reminded of a quote by Alan Turing, and he said that sometimes it is the people that no one can imagine anything of who do the things that no one can imagine. This quote has encouraged me over the years because Even though my hope and my faith have remained in position, um, not only to just remain in position, in position of what, but to accomplish something great, something greater than I could have ever imagined, it, it still feels as though there are other attributes in my life that might be in a position of lack. So we have a decision to make. It is absolutely impossible to carry both lack and abundance simultaneously. A question that I I constantly ask myself is, which of these measurements do I choose to carry? Now, I know this seems like such a simple thought, but in James chapter 1, verse 8, it says, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So I've been taught that this doesn't only mean that you're mindful of things of the spirit 50% of the time and things of the the flesh 50% of the time. It means that if there is even one thought that is contrary to Yahweh's word over my life, that my mind is expressing more than one consistent thought pattern. Therefore, all of my ways become, become unstable. And I've been on a journey of cleaning up my thinking to embrace the mind of Christ, the Mashiach mind. But it, it doesn't come by focusing on the thoughts that I don't want or, or need to think of. It comes by focusing on what I do want and need to think of. The more that I engage Yahweh in His face, the more I express His image, and the more that I abide in His abundance. So let me get back on track here. I want to talk about breaking barriers today. My spiritual father is Apostle Aaron Smith here in Mobile, Alabama. He and Pastor Robbie are just some of the most incredible people that I've ever met, and I'm so honored to have an opportunity to serve them. Um, and and it's amazing because he he even calls it an honor to be able to pour into my life as well and my family. And it's such a blessing to be joined with people like that. So I encourage you to find people that. That you can join to. But it's amazing to see how much Yahweh produces in my life by words of encouragement that I receive from my apostles. So recently, he encouraged our church family to read the story of Roger Bannister. And, and at first, it, it kind of took me a minute to think of who he was, and he began to share that this was the guy that, that ran the first four-minute mile that was recorded, the sub-four-minute mile. It was a feat that they said could never be done, never be done. It was physically impossible to run a mile in less than four minutes. So today, I want to share this story with you, and I hope that it encourages you to break false barricades that have prevented you and I from moving into the fullness of who we are called to be. So here's the story. In Oxford, England, in Oxford, England, there was a 25-year-old medical student named Roger Bannister who cracked track and field's most notorious barrier, the four-minute mile. 
Bannister, who was running for the Amateur Athletic Association against his alma mater, Oxford University, won the mile race with a time of 3 minutes and 59.4 seconds. So for years, so many athletes had tried and failed to run a mile in less than 4 minutes that people made it out to be a physical impossibility. The world record for a mile was 4 minutes and 1.3 seconds, and that was set by by Gunder Hag of Sweden in 1945. So despite or perhaps because of the physiological mystique surrounding this four-minute barrier, several runners in the early 1950s actually dedicated themselves to being the first one to cross into the three-minute zone. So Roger Bannister was born in Harrow, England in 1929. He was a top-mile runner while a student at the University of Oxford and at St. Mary's Hospital Medical School in London. In 1951 and 1953, he won both British championships in the mile run. As he prepared himself for his first competitive race of the 1954 season, Bannister researched the mechanics of running and trained using a new scientific method that he had developed. So on May the 6th of 1954, he came to the Ifley Road Track in Oxford for the annual match between the Amateur Athletic Association and Oxford University. This was a big deal. So conditions today were far from ideal. It had been windy and very wet. They had received a lot of rain. And there was also a considerable crosswind blowing across the track as the mile race was to set in. So at 6 p.m., the starting gun was fired. And in a carefully planned race, Bannister was aided by Chris Brasher, who was a former Cambridge runner who acted as a pacemaker. For the first half of the mile, Brasher led the field with Bannister close behind. And then another runner took up the lead and reached the three-quarter mile mark in three minutes and 0.4 seconds. Bannister was right on his tail. He, he, was, he was marked at 3 minutes and 0.7 seconds. So Bannister took the lead with about 350 yards to go and passed an unofficial timekeeper at the 1,500 meter mark in 3 minutes and 43 seconds, equaling the world's record for that distance. Thereafter, Bannister threw in all his reserves and he broke the tape in 3 minutes in 59.4 seconds. As soon as the first part of his score was announced, they came over the intercom and they said three minutes, the crowd erupted in a pandemonium. So in order to accomplish this feat, you must be able to maintain a pace of 15 miles an hour for the duration of the run. And what I find to be most fascinating, I mean, number one, you talk about a what, what we call in the United States a buzzer beater. And what that term is used in basketball is as a basketball player releases his shot and the ball is going towards the hoop, the buzzer sounds, which means that that 
will be the final play of the game. And so if that athlete is is in a position to shoot that shot for the win and he makes it, it seals the deal. We have other terminology in, in American football. They call it a Hail Mary, uh, which is just a long pass down the field, a last-minute resort. In baseball, which is my favorite sport, we call that a walk-off home run, which means that as soon as you get your hit, you, you hit the ball out of the park or, or even to score the winning run, then, then you get to walk off the field. The game's over at that point. But it is absolutely incredible that, that it's, he gave everything that he had. He, he still barely broke the record, but he broke the record. Three minutes, 59.4 seconds. So you're talking about just a little over half a second to spare for him to be able to break that record. Now, what is even more fascinating than his time that was recorded for his mile was that his record only stood for 46 days after the fact that he had broken the barrier for that four-minute mile. As a matter of fact, 24 people actually ran a mile within four minutes within just one year of Roger Bannister. And, and this, you know, I can't help but think about this. So what is standing in front of you and I that has not been done, regardless of what you and I have been told, what is that one thing? Think about that for a second. What is one thing that you believe Yahweh has placed within your heart for you to accomplish, but so many people have said that it can't be done? This was was deemed a physical impossibility. And, and what's amazing is the difference between a physical impossibility and the record that Roger Bannister set was really only a difference of, of about two seconds you know, I mean, you're talking about the the guy from Sweden, Gunder, um, who who had recorded a mile at four minutes and I believe 1.3 seconds. Bannister recorded his record-breaking mile at three minutes and 59.4 seconds. So it that that is how close the difference is between something that would be deemed impossible and something that not only destroys a barrier but it enables other people to see that it actually can be done. And so once it's placed in their heart, they're able to join together and accomplish that goal to be able to crush that obstacle that may be set before them. That That is what encourages me about this story, is there are things that are in my heart that I would honestly say, apart from something supernatural from Yahweh, it would be deemed impossible. And I believe that that is the moment that Yahweh equips us to be able to glorify Him more than ever is when there is no other opportunity for that credit to be given to anyone or anything other than Yahweh. So not only what is it, but but how many lives will be affected when you and I make the impossible possible? Check this out, like since since this was accomplished in 1954, there have been over 1,400 male athletes that have accomplished the task of, of running a four-minute mile, of breaking that record, a sub-four-minute mile, forgive me. And, and at one time, this thing was believed to actually be physically impossible for someone to do. 
I feel like, you know, that, that what we have been given and what we have been called to establish is not only to be able to blaze a trail for us to be able to get to where Yahweh has called for us to be, but it's also to pioneer a path that makes impossible things possible, that my children will not have the struggles that I had growing up because I didn't struggle with the things that my parents did growing up. It's one thing for us to be able to set up our children and future generations and young men and women that Yahweh has entrusted us with to be able to help establish His Word in the earth. So I want to remind you of this quote is, we send you forth with peace and favor before you to do the very thing that you've been told is impossible. Sometimes it is the people that no one can imagine anything of who do the very thing that no one can imagine. Family, thank you for tuning in with us today. I'm so blessed to be a part of this program, and we appreciate your engagement here on Wisdom's Echo. We love you and can't wait to our next time together.